KPBS On Demand is supported by the San Diego County Toyota Dealers, whose commitment to customers extends to giving back to the community and who are proud to support the City of San Diego lifeguards with their important role of keeping our beaches safe. Toyota, let's go places. Good morning. I'm Eric Anderson, in for Debbie Cruz. It's Monday, June 5th. There is something new at the new Children's Museum, and it's not inside the museum. More on that next, but first, let's do the headlines. Teachers and other certified employees of the San Diego Unified School District continue voting today on a new contract proposal. A majority of 6,000 union members must approve the deal, That'll bring them a 15% pay raise over two years. The contract also offers lower class sizes for kindergarten through third grade and an increase in counselors and full-time nurses for many campuses. Kyle Weinberg is the San Diego Education Association's president. Our main focus for this contract campaign was to be able to recover, rebuild, and rise together from the impact of the pandemic. Since they've been working without a contract for almost a year, the tentative agreement also includes a lump sum payment for teachers. Voting ends Thursday. The weather may still feel like June gloom, but the county is preparing for when it starts to heat up with its annual Cool Zones program. The program gives people free, safe, and air-conditioned locations to escape hot weather. The Cool Zone sites include the county's 33 library branches and some community centers, There is a list of all the locations and their hours on the county's website. Lake Hodges Dam in North County is open again after a year-long closure. The dam is more than a century old, and it recently needed critical repair work to keep it up and running. Drew Kleiss with the San Diego Public Utilities Department says a long-term solution for the aging dam is in the works. The city's initiated the design of a new roller-compacted concrete dam. We anticipate being able to complete construction in 2034. For now, Lake Hodges will remain open for recreational activities on Wednesdays, Saturdays, and Sundays from sunrise to sunset. That schedule will stay in effect through October. From KPBS, you're listening to San Diego News Now. Stay with me for more of the local news you need. KPBS On Demand is supported by the National Conflict Resolution Center. Topics like political polarization and hybrid work policies can create workplace conflict. NCRC can help workplace leaders navigate divisive issues with the culture, communication, and conflict certificate. More at ncrconline.com. Black San Diegans are far more likely to be stopped for biking and walking infractions, according to police data. Reporter Katie Heisen has more. Black people in San Diego are four times more likely than white people to be stopped for things like not having a bike light and jaywalking. And Black and Latino residents are more likely to receive harsher treatment after being stopped, like being handcuffed or searched. Will Radigan, former advocacy director for the San Diego County Bicycle Coalition, wrote a report on these disparities. He says they reflect not just racial bias in policing, but also unequal infrastructure. The stops are more heavily concentrated in the city's historically neglected neighborhoods. They'll have incomplete sidewalks. They won't have bike lanes. The bike lanes will be full of debris. And when the infrastructure isn't set up so that you're able to follow the law, you're forced to break it. 
Though a new state law limits police from stopping pedestrians, it doesn't extend to cyclists. Have you been stopped for a biking or walking infraction in San Diego? KBBS wants to hear from you. Visit our site for more on this story and to share your experience. Katie Heisen, KPBS News. Years after two North County water districts floated the idea of leaving the county water authority, a little-known government body could decide today if they can. North County reporter Alexander Wynn has a preview of what that could mean. Fallbrook and Rainbow, two small farming communities in North County, want a divorce from the San Diego Water Authority to buy cheaper water from Riverside County. The Water Authority's rates are some of the highest in the nation, and it's proposing a rate increase of 14% for next year. That's why Rainbow and Fallbrook want to leave in a process called detachment. The decision on whether they can leave rests on the San Diego Local Agency Formation Commission, or LAFCO. That's the government body that decides boundary disputes between public agencies. LAFCO has three options. Approve the detachment with a $63 million exit fee, leave things as they are, or delay the decision until after LAFCO can do a years-long study. The Water Authority is against detachment, saying it would unfairly raise rates for the rest of San Diego County and would set a bad precedent for other water agencies in the state. Even if LAFCO were to approve the detachment, voters in Fallbrook and Rainbow would still need to approve it. Alexander Wynn, KPPS News. There is something new at the new Children's Museum, but as reporter John Carroll tells us, it has roots in the deep and distant past. Inside the walls of the new Children's Museum, there are plenty of interactive experiences, Art meant to spark creativity, exploration, and a sense of belonging. But now the museum has burst through its walls, figuratively speaking, to this. In Ipea, that means the people, Ipe, and Yechawu is our garden. Lori Egan Headley is the director and curator of the Barona Cultural Center and Museum. She's telling me about Ipe Niechewu, the people's garden in the language of the Kumayai. It's just across Island Avenue from the new Children's Museum. Utilizing a grant provided by SDG&E, the museum partnered with the Barona Indian Charter School, Barona Cultural Center and Museum, and the San Diego Audubon Society to create a garden. The creators were seventh graders from the charter school. You know, part of this experience was to learn art. This is not something that's in um, all the educational systems. The experience for the children, learning about plants used by their ancestors, is, as Egan Headley says, combined with the creation of art. Rocks painted by the children are all around. I like the contrast between the natural colors in the soil mm -hmm. and the brightness human-made colors yep yeah. yep it, it's meant to be um, enjoyed the students created this garden in late May so the plants are all young but their original purposes are not the stories behind many of them are ancient the manzanita is really known for its um, it's a good wood source for tools and you can also eat the berries 
In another planter, there are sunflowers, but not the big kind. This is the native um, variety, and they don't get as big, but still just as beautiful. There are mallows, lilacs, and milkweed, not a plant used by the original inhabitants of this region, but great for monarch butterflies. We have a prickly pear over here. With one particular plant in this garden, art meets function meets art. There's a single prickly pear, and in front of it, artwork of the plant painted on a stone. Function-wise, as you may know, the plant is edible. Back to the art, I learned that the Native Americans used the barbs to create tattoos. Our access point for all that information is art. Karosh Yahyai is the studio's manager at the New Children's Museum. He joined Egan Headley and me in the garden. When we have art programming out here, we're going to do, for example, um, like a scavenger hunt of all the plants that are in the space and maybe some of the bugs that live with them. Though this space was created by and is primarily for children, Yahyai says it's also for the community to foster environmental education and climate literacy. We're hoping that this just fosters the whole ecosystem that wants to live here, from the bees to the butterflies. Um, it's all the little critters, right? <laughs> Even in its early days, Yahyai says it's already having an impact. I've also honestly seen that from folks walking by. They're like, I want to do this in my place, which is great. Um, and then speaking to the California native plants and not just putting any plant in your place, like just being aware of that, I think is also tremendous. The new Children's Museum plans on doing more and more programming out here as time goes on and the plants grow. A fence will soon go up to keep it safe, but it will be open during the day. A place for people of all ages to come and learn something, perhaps to be inspired. You could say a place where you reap what you sow, the harvest being a sense of calm in the middle of the city, and a deeper knowledge of and gratitude for the Kumeyaay people, the first humans who lived here. John Carroll, KPBS News. Coming up, the San Diego County Fair opens this week, and we've got you covered on what you need to know. We'll have that story and more just after the break. KPBS On Demand is supported by MaraCal Design and Remodeling, helping homeowners with their home remodeling needs. From ADUs to custom kitchen remodels and room additions, MaraCal Design and Remodeling designs and builds your dream home. Learn more at trustyourhometous.com. The Padres are wrapping up their series with the Chicago Cubs tonight at Petco Park. The team recently announced some upcoming changes to Petco Park's Gallagher Square. Makeover includes a new viewing deck with a better view into the park, a new playground, public art displays, and a fenced dog park. Also, the grass will be replaced with AstroTurf. SDSU marketing professor Miro Kopik says it's part of the Padres' community-building efforts. The Padres are investing over $20 million to upgrade that Gallagher Square park, uh, partly to improve kind of the space in the East Village and really in anticipation of the Padres' 20th anniversary of playing at Petco Park. The upgraded park will be ready on opening day next year. 
The San Diego County Fair opens Wednesday, and this year's theme is Get Out There. It encourages San Diegans to explore the great outdoors. North County reporter Alexander Wynn has a sneak peek. It wouldn't be summer in San Diego without the San Diego County Fair, and this year's theme is about celebrating the regions and the state's natural wonders. In addition to decorations with scenes from some of California's state parks, the fair has also partnered with the County Parks and Recreation Department for a series of exhibits on the state's native flora and fauna. Those are taking place in the main exhibit hall. That's Jessica Geisler with Parks and Rec. So there'll be live presentations every single day throughout the day. Those do include live reptile presentations. We also have live birds of prey workshops. We have nature crafts. We have info on biodiversity and the multiple species conservation program. The fair will also have something officials say have not happened in a while. Two new hair-raising and stomach-churning rides. Alexander Nguyen, KPPS News. That's it for the podcast today. As always, you can find more San Diego news online at kpbs.org. I'm Eric Anderson. Thanks for listening and have a great Monday. KPBS On Demand is supported by UC San Diego, offering the online Master of Data Science program, a journey through computation, data analysis, and real-world applications. Learn more about the online Master of Data Science program from UC San Diego at omds.ucsd.edu.